Welcome back to Basic Bananas Radio, where we share tried and tested ways to grow your brand and get more customers. Everything from the latest in marketing and branding, right through to growing your team and creating an irresistible culture. Hi there, welcome back to Basic Bananas Radio. In this episode, I'm talking to Kevin. Kevin has a real knack for assisting business owners to find more profit in their business. He's got an amazing track record and does a fantastic job. So in this episode, you'll get a lot of tips and strategies that you can apply to your business to basically take home more money. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, Mr. Kevin Bees. It's good to have you again on the show. I'm so excited to be here. It's, uh, it's been a little while, but it's always uh, great to talk with you in the Bananas community. Yeah, it has been. It has been a while. Um, and I, I don't know where you were last time. We, we've, you've been on the podcast before. Obviously, you've you know, um, done a lot with Basic Bananas. You've been in the room before with um, our customers, members, Clever Bunch members, Genius Bunch members, the experience events. The, um, it's, uh, and um, so I think, I don't know if you're in Amsterdam or if you're in England or where on earth you were last time. But, um... <laughs> I, we can safely say I was on earth. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we did yeah. move around a little bit uh, prior to the pandemic. And uh, I think that's a great thing about the work that we do, providing you've got a good internet connection and you can make the time zone work, then you, you can be wherever you like. And uh, I, I think just provided such a, um, a great opportunity uh, you know, for the family and myself. My, I think my kids have probably traveled to more countries at the ages of three and five than I probably did before I was 25. So it's uh, yeah, a lot of opportunity, you know, with the kind of work that we do to be wherever you want. Nice. It's so good, isn't it? Uh, well, let's just leave it at that then, because by the time we publish, who knows where you'll be, you know, wherever <laughs> you are now, we'll just call it Earth. So I'm also on Earth and um, we're going to talk about <laughs> profits and and uh, you've been doing a lot, obviously, a lot of work in, in regards to, you know, helping people generate more profits and um, and increase their, their income um, that they can, I guess, personally make from their business. And um, and so, yeah, like, well, I guess there's a, you know, it's kind of like barely deserves an intro, does it? Like profits, of course, everyone wants more profits. But um, what do you reckon? Like the importance of profits and maybe how it gets pushed to the um I guess pushed aside even or like people prioritize other things. What do you see like in, in, in your experience? It's like when people are kind of chipping away in business, I think what I see is a lot, we get busy, 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 and we just don't, it's almost like you lose track of like, I guess customer service is great and doing the right thing, but it sometimes can lose track of why you're actually in business in the first place. hundred percent. Uh, and there's so many demands on you as a business owner. And Chris, I think back to, to when I was a kid, my dad, uh, he was running an electrical contracting firm and, you know, I'm very much aware looking back at those times, how difficult and how tough it was, you know, for him and that business, because they didn't have profit. They didn't have consistent profit and the level of stress that creates, uh, you know, as a business owner, when you're worried about, you know, how do you make the next round of payroll or are you going to get this, uh, you know, are you going to win this work and this job and the stress and pressure that puts on you know, the business owner themselves. And then of course the knock on effect that has potentially on the team or even on the family uh, of course, it's not a position that anyone really wants to be in. So without some uh, solid focus on having profit and reliable, reliable profit and making sure you hive off some of that profit for yourself, 
So you actually manage to keep that and, and get some return for your work and the risk that you're doing. It becomes super important. I mean, without it, of course, we're, you know, we're not going to be able to survive too long. Um, you do see some businesses who manage to get financing and they get more financing and more financing and they're running a loss. But at some point, if they don't uh, turn that investment into profit, it, it's game over and it finishes in a spectacular style. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think we can uh, underestimate the importance of that. And I, 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 I think everyone listening to this call probably uh, deeply aware of that already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there's, there are a lot of benefits that come on from it too, though. I think like... Um, like we, because our our minds are you know really into marketing around here. The more you make, the more you can then spend, which which allows you to. It's like sometimes people are going, "Oh, I want to spend the minimum, minimum, minimum." Well, I'm like, "Well, actually, let's try and calculate the max you can spend um, to and still come away with a profit." Like, say for an advertisement, it's like, "How much can you spend to uh, acquire a new customer?" It's like, "Well, let's let's try and find the line that's the max you could actually spend because maybe you can outspend your competitors and." And as long as you're still generating a profit, you know, um, it's just like the more profit that comes, then the bigger the spend can happen and the more you can dominate your space and things. So it's kind of like a lot of flow on, um, I think, that can happen there too. A lot of flow on. Hey, Chris, though, in marketing, one of the core principles uh, I know you teach is the, the idea of features and benefits. I guess in some level, your profit is a feature. So really the question is, what is your profit going to do for you? What is the benefit that it will give you? And one of my uh, favorite examples from recently, um, I have a client that I work with who, is, uh, who you introduced me to. They run uh, an amazing business down in Melbourne. It's a uh, jewelry business. And they've done a really great job over the last uh, six months, nine months and beyond. They've followed the steps and the principles that you've given them at Basic Bananas. So they've done some very good marketing, got some very good leads through the door. Then we've been working together on the implementation about how do we maximize that profitability? How do we sell the products that are going to get you the maximum profitability? How do we make sure the team are most efficient, most effective? Now, as a result of doing that, you know, the, this, this feature is their revenue went up one and a half times, their profitability went up 2.2 times, right? So the profit went up at a faster rate than their revenue because they've been focused on the profit. Now, that's all a feature, right? It's all, it's all numbers. But what's the benefit of that? Well, as you said, they've now been able to think about where do I reinvest you know, this profit? How do I utilize this money? They've been able to think about, well, look, we're stretched for time. So they've been able to hire uh, new jewelers, new people to make the jewelry in the business. So there's now another full-time person and an apprentice. So that means the owner who is making a lot of the jewelry has a lot more free time to do things. Um, the, the, the other business partner uh, in the business, you know, because her time was split between you know, full-time in the business and full-time you know, looking after the family and the kids, you know, we, just, we had the conversation around, well, outside of saving uh, time in the business, can we save time? in the family and so she realized that actually well, why don't we invest some of that money in a cleaner why don't we invest some of that money in having someone do the cooking for us now all of a sudden there's there's an increase in money in the family and an increase in time so they've gone ahead and they've bought a boat they've been able to go and take you know a holiday together when they're away during the holiday the team are kind of running the show so profit i think is for me is more about the lifestyle that it's going to give you and the choices that you get all of a sudden you can start doing things and having the opportunity at that time with the kids or the family or doing the things that you really value the most. And if that's travel or if that's family or if that's you know, something else, it, it, it gives you the benefit and the options of that. Mm, it, takes a lot, it takes away a lot of stress too, doesn't it? It's like the money doesn't make you happy. Well, garbage. It does make you <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't like, it doesn't cut, hug and kiss you at night. And if you have... <laughs> 
like a cash reserve. Well, you can pay to have that too, can't you? That's <laughs> it's money. But, yeah, but there, you can, it does like, you know, it, it, if you've got a certain amount, then I think making more and more can feel like it's not going to give you, you know, much gratification or whatever acknowledgement. But if you don't, it can take away a lot of stress to have money. You know, it's beautiful to have that cushion and be able to live on that that level. Um, I think some people feel bad about it in a funny way too. It's like, you know, um, a lot of businesses we work with where they're like, no, the intention is to make an impact to change the world or do this or just to be good because I'm a natural therapist of some kind or something. Or I just, they, it's like there's an invisible ceiling that they they feel like they're stealing from the world or doing something wrong if they take more than their comfort zone or something. I don't know what that is. You probably got an insight on that one. Oh, 100%. There's, um, we, we all have like this uh, invisible like thermometer of how much money we're happy to earn. Same as you may like the room to be a certain temperature. You may like your bank balance to be a certain amount. And sometimes if, that, if the money's coming in very well and we're, we're doing a great job at that, psychologically we may want to ease off and not push so hard or not take the action because um hey i've got enough now like that that's it and that's all i need and then what happens is we ease off the gas and then all of a sudden that bank balance begins to drop the revenue's not coming as much and then we panic again and then we take more action to to bring it back up and so uh, business owners can really very much end up in a bit of a yo-yo around that until they examine their beliefs around that so so many different um beliefs there we could just summarize them is uh you know, this belief is called upper limiting. We get to this upper limit and we find ways to sabotage and bring ourselves back down because that allows us to stay connected with our friends, our family, belong. Um, I had uh, one of my clients had this a couple of weeks ago. He was fearful that when he had money, people would see him differently. People would think of him, uh, he said a rude word, I won't repeat the word. He said people would think that he was a rich you know, insert your own word there, right? And so that was that was a genuine fear for him. He never wants to be seen that way. He's a decent guy and he would do decent things with the money. But there was this um, unchecked belief running there. Now, once you, you get awareness of that and you work with someone who can help you identify it and shift it, um, that ability, uh, you know, opens you up to, to be able to access, you know, greater levels of income and wealth. And I think if I was to summarize that, I think money's a magnifier anyway. Money magnifies who you are. So if you are a great person, you really care about doing great things, that money's going to allow you to help more people and do more great things. I saw um, St- Steve Irwin. I saw him talking about this on a, a clip and his eyes were bulging with excitement. He said, I don't care whose money is, where this money comes from. Like, send me more money because when I get that money, I'm going to buy up all of the land I can and conserve it. Right. And that guy was very clear. He was uh, and he yeah. attracted a lot of money because he was very clear on his purpose and what he wants to do mm. with that money. So potentially that's the other thing. If we get connected on your purpose and what you want to do with the money, that will also make you feel comfortable with uh, accepting more of it into your life. Mm. That's yeah, that's a huge point. I think it, it definitely see how he had like he had a direct um I don't know if you call it like an end point. Like that's an interesting point you made there too. Cause I see it a lot where it's like the um a lot of business owners, exactly what you say, they, they yo-yo, like they get to a point where they push, 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 and they sometimes grow beyond their, their goals. Like they had a goal and they've, they've doubled it or quadrupled it. And then the next year they go, oh, I might go and study something and look for more meaning or something. You know, it's like this weird, it's like, wait a sec, your business is booming right now. <laughs> you know, like, and suddenly they're like, I, I might just like, I'm, it's almost like they're looking for the purpose, but it's sometimes a bit too soon. But once they have that cushion, it's like people evolve to this, like now I want to make an impact or something. But um, 
that's that's so that's like kind of an interesting thing I see which could cause that yo-yo. But also on that um different point you made there about Steve Owens almost got like a he had a clear it's like he had more intent for the money than other people. So somehow he'll magically attract more is is what I think. It's like if you don't really have a plan for it, or it's like, oh, I'd like to buy an investment property, but no real idea of what it is, how it looks, what are you going to do? You know, I don't know if it, you really like, it's like money flows through the hands and whoever has the biggest like purpose for it tends to kind of control the most of it or end up with the most of it in some magical way. Um, it's like a move through society through the hands of those that don't value it as highly as him. Like you said, his eyes were bulging and he values it so high and has great intentions that then it, it comes to him. He was very passionate about it. And with him speaking with that level of passion and getting clear what he wants to do with it, he would just magnetize other people who had the same beliefs as him. Other people who had money and believed in conservation but didn't know how to do it they would happily put the money in his hands to, to help him do that. Yeah. And so like having a bigger purpose, you know, it can sometimes really help, but, but we don't have to because, hey, the purpose, you know, um, you know, we're both dads. Like the purpose for us may be to make sure we have enough funds to give our children the opportunities that they want in life. You know, yeah. if we can help give them the right education or take them in, on the right adventures, that, that could be purposeful enough, right? It doesn't need to be some grand um, planetary changing uh, mission, like, you know, getting off and becoming, you know, a Martian or anything like that. It just, yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever it is that, uh, that helps you feel uh, excited. And Chris, so I think you make a really valid point. There's really two, two types of ways that people um, are driven. They're either driven to get away from pain, now, if, if I'm driven to get away from having like $0 in my bank account, well, once I've got 2 or $3 in my bank account, a few, like, I'm good. Or if I'm driven to make sure, like, you know, I've got 100 grand in the bank account, if I get less than 100 grand, that's stressful for me, then, you know, mm-hmm. I get to 100 grand, I'll relax. But the other way is to be able to have a vision to go towards what you want. Like, what is it? Rather than getting away from that pain, you know, once you get there, the motivation drops, let's have this vision of what you do want to go towards. And maybe you're Richard Branson and you do want to have an island, you know, in your 20s. And then you create that vision and you find a way to get there and you work towards that and make that happen. Um, I think Francisca is a great example of this. Uh, she has visions of doing all sorts of zany things that other people think, you know, that's, that's nuts. I would never do that. She had a vision of traveling all the way across, you know, uh, Europe or the rest of the world with a motorbike. And she had that vision. Of course, then she found a way to, to accomplish that and do that. So I think if you can picture things and see, see what you want now, if for you, it's getting that house paid off, or if it's having a second home so you can rent it out and have passive income, or if it's for you to be able to have the toys, you know, some people are motivated by material things, or if it's for you to have the money to go in, um, you know, sponsor charities and do those things. Like it, mm-hmm. it might be a good activity just off the back of this call. You know, do yourself a bit of a vision board, have a bit of a dream. Like what if, what if I could accomplish that? You know, some people play small. They, they don't allow themselves to see that vision of what could be because they feel too constrained by the reality of the situation around them. But once mm. someone gets, I see this time and time again with my clients, once someone has that clear vision of what they want, it's amazing how quickly sometimes things can be manifested and, and pulled into reality only once they get clear and define, this is what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So good. And you, so you assist like a, a lot of it for our listeners, like basically it's almost like a, um, something really tangible that you do. It's like you look at a business, work with them, 
uh, mentor them to basically, I guess one of the milestones is find usually, usually it's it might be say a hundred thousand dollars extra in their, um, in their profits. You know, it's like, Hey, here's what I'm looking to do. If you're a business that turns over a million dollars and we can find this, you know, if you're somewhere else, be kind of some other level, the, um, what did you, how did you get, how did you come to do what you do? Like what's, what's been your, <laughs> how did you, how did you get to be this, the kind of like profit, the guy that finds profit in the business and helps people um, basically, you know, take home more money. What's, how, how did you get here? Yeah. Hey, really, really great question. Um, yeah. Because actually this, this wasn't necessarily, wasn't necessarily something I set out to do in the first place. Hey, I think what happened, I sort of saw off my career, not really knowing what to do, but I knew if I understood finance and numbers of the business, I would always have some opportunity to work and serve businesses. So I ended up um, becoming skilled as a, a chartered global management accountant, which meant I was really trained to look at the numbers of business and understand what we need to do to improve them. Now, um, during my 20s and 30s, I worked in the corporate uh, organizations and they recognized that I had that ability to read what was going on in the business and understand what was going on in the business and create the right strategy for it to change and grow. So they were sending me into all these different business units to, to help fix them and turn them around. But what, um, what happened along the way was I realized that in these business units that weren't working or weren't functioning the way that they really should be, um, there were people challenges. I would have team members, you know, uh, come into the office and they'd be crying on me. And the best strategy I had was like, oh, here you go. Like, have a tissue. (laughs) That was was my strategy. That was my leadership strategy. So I kind of realized I needed to get good at, um, you know, not just the strategy of business, but understanding people. What is it that makes them tick? How do they think? How can we help them shift and change? Because once we could help the people change how they felt and their emotions in the organization, we could empower them to accomplish more things and get more things done in a faster way. And so that's kind of how I, um, how I landed on this. I, I think I realized after going to do a lot of training courses on how to understand people and how to be a better leader, I had this realization myself that in this corporate career, whilst I was uh, earning very well and being very well remunerated, it actually wasn't meeting my values. I was working very long hours, okay? Um, so much so I never made time for myself to you know, go and have a relationship. So because uh, I was working long hours, I'd be eating out of vending machines and takeaways, so my health was suffering. Um, on the weekend, like the way I dealt with these emotions I bottled up would be like binge drinking, you know? And so my life was, it wasn't really fulfilling in the way that I wanted in, in doing these courses and understanding like, it doesn't just have to be this way. This is where I am right now. But if I can see things in a different way, then I can take the action and think about it in a different way. I could take different action and get there. So I set out to have this uh, business where I could have the lifestyle I wanted, you know, take trips and holidays when I want and do something meaningful serving other people. So that was really the, the visualization and the idea I had along the way. But what was interesting for me is I noticed with uh, many business owners, they were kind of like, me in this corporate organization. They end up working a lot of hours. They're taking on more risk. They're not paying themselves well enough. In most, most cases, uh, I mean, businesses are just underpaying themselves for the risk they take. Sometimes they're not paying themselves at all. Sometimes they're paying their employees more than they're paying themselves, right? They're having stress with team and challenges. And I think that that's really where, when I became connected to that. You know, when I look back to my dad and how much he struggled, if he had someone who could have helped him shift that electrical contract in business and think about things in a different way and do things a different way, it would have been a very different reality for him 
the people in that business, I mean, that business fell over. It didn't, it didn't work. People had to get made redundant, right? But yeah. if, if he had someone to help him with that and that idea and that concept, then it would have made a difference to him, the family and, you know, and everyone else. And so I think that's kind of how I landed up in this space. So just some weird combination of really understanding the numbers and the strategy, but actually wanting to help people shift and change their psychology and their mindset to be able to, to unlock new levels. Nice. So good. You've, so you've written a book. Um, it's called Stop Leaking Profits. Do you want to share some insights from from the book of basically how people can maximize their profit? Yeah, it's it's an awesome book. It's really uh, very quick and easy to read. I, I purposely made it short and efficient to get through. But what it shows is 125 free and easy to implement profit maximizing uh, opportunities, and there are really seven areas. When I when I meet business owners. Like if I come and stand next to any business owner, I can see they're just they're leaking money everywhere. If I had buckets around them, like I would be capturing all of the profits. There's so many things being missed. And I think there's really seven areas where people are just are missing the opportunity. They are not having enough leads, which you know, you as basic finance absolutely help them knock it out of the park with. They are not converting prospects into clients well enough. They are not um, you know, making enough uh, in terms of the, the dollar sell. They're the average dollar sale that they make is is you know smaller than it could be they're not getting clients to repurchase on a frequent enough basis they're not managing their expenses in an efficient way they're not managing their time or their team's time in a productive way and they're not managing their cash or the cash flow in a way now each of these seven areas you know we have a myriad of different strategies within them to help boost all of those uh, we could just take a look at one of them and we would get an increase in your business. But when we look at all seven across the board and make incremental improvements in each of the areas, um, yeah. it becomes very easy. Uh, every, every person I sit around, sit, sit down with and go through this within their business. If we take a look at the specifics of the numbers, I never find less than $100,000 in profit uh, potential, as in profit in your pocket potential you know, within, within that first meeting. How good is that? Yeah, and I can see what you mean. It's like the little incremental, like you get slightly a couple more customers, and at the same time, you increase the average sale by a little bit and then, you know, increase the repeat sales and suddenly all these things are multiplying. I have no idea how to do the math on that. It's too, <laughs> it's, uh, too much of like a compounding thing that I just can't keep, can't get my head around. But I'd like um, totally agree working on all these different areas. What if, um, could we dive into one of them? Want to, want to yeah, dive yeah let's, let's dive in. Hey, Krista, and look, I think, for many people, they can make that additional six figures without even getting new clients, right? Without attracting new leads. I think even if we just leave that off the table, because sometimes for, for people, you know, they could go out and do that. But if they're not capitalizing on the value of each one of those clients, then they're just kind of having to do more work to keep replacing the clients, put more in, they drop out, more in, they drop out. So I want to get like the fundamental business model right. Um, if we go through this, here's an example. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm not in a hurry to go and do the gardening. My wife is always on me. Can you cut the grass? Like, it's time to cut the grass. Can you cut the grass? I, I don't know. There's other things I could be doing, you know, uh, here doing podcast interviews, meeting cool people, serving my clients. So I tend to uh, defer that and put that one off. Now, what happened, um, she must have heard the neighbor having a, you know, a gardener come around and have their grass cut. So she ran out and grabbed the guy. Can you do our garden? Yes. How much is it going to cost? And guy goes like, oh yeah, $80. You know, sure enough. Like, that's probably a good deal. Uh, if it means I can keep doing my work and serve my clients, great. Anyway, the guy came around, he did the garden, uh, Garden. he did a great job. It looks awesome. And then I said to my wife, so, um, you know, is he booked in to come back in two weeks? Did he ask you to book in? Oh, no, he, he didn't He didn't ask about booking in again. I'm like, well, well, hang on, right? 
he just got $80 for this. He's coming to do my neighbor's garden every two weeks. It's no extra time for the guy. Now, if he said, look, your garden on average needs to be cut every two weeks. How about I come every two weeks for the rest of the year? Honestly, for the amount of effort and time it's going to take me versus how quickly he does it and he does a better job than me. Great, do it. Now, let's just even do the sums on that, right? If it was $80 for the first cut and he's then doing, doing that for 26 times of the year, rather than getting $80 out of us, he could have had 2,080 out of us, right? That's a 26 times improvement just from that one request and that one ask, mm. right? Now, we could go a step further than that. Um, he had different tools and different equipment with him. He could easily have said to us, look, your trees, you know, they're getting overgrown. You know, we can give those a clip for you. Even if we do that twice a year, $100 a time, there's probably another $200 on it, right? He could, um, I know he, he had like an apprentice with him. He could have said, hey, you know, when we come around, you know, maybe once a month, we're going to, you know, help you weed, uh, you know, your flower bed there. You know, if you, yeah, I'm, we're not great gardeners. He probably could have even offered us to help plant things. He could have taken a look at the grass and said, hey, look, it's getting a bit dry in places. Let's do a lawn treatment. You know, um, if he wanted to, if he uh, had some partners in this, he could even suggest, you know, a sprinkler system, you know, which could be hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now, these are only a few examples and maybe he didn't want to do all of these things, but we begin to think from that one opportunity, that one $80 thing, I've just talked there about thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars, dependent on, on what it is that he could have done. Now, he could even go a step further than that. He could even say to us, look, Kevin, um, I will do your next cut for free if you're willing to give us a testimonial. What if you mm. record a great testimonial and I'm then going to share it with your neighbors in the street? Now, let's just say we've got 50 neighbors in the area. Say he even gets, you know, um, even if you've got two of those, Right. At two thousand dollars a year, just on the, uh, you know, the annual cut, that's four thousand dollars. You've got three is six thousand dollars. So he, he's missed literally, literally tens of thousands of dollars there by just not even having that awareness to um, get me to come back more frequently and offer me additional products, and additional services. So I, I wonder, as you're listening and you think this may be like some basic, simple example, and I've picked one like that for that reason. But what are you missing in your business? What else should you be offering your customers? Or should you be asking them to purchase more frequently? Mm, yeah, it's often one of the quickest ways because often people come to us and they say, look, like, just how can I get money quick? Like I need some money and then I can afford to do this other thing. And this other, you know, like the, and often the quickest one is let's look at your past customers, your existing yeah. customers because you've got the trust there, you like in that example, if you like their job, you've already got the trust, you've already paid them once. That's a huge hurdle. It's also all the time that goes into find, like talking to a new customer and they might talk and talk and talk and want to ask you about this and that and they do I trust you and I make sure you're there at 930. You know, whereas once you've got that first customer done, that's already all that stuff's done. It's a lot easier for the repeat sales. But just, yeah, those quickest, quick cash injection will usually go, Let's look at your past customers and almost always just, I know that's only one of the seven, you know, like it's like you, you touched on a couple there of like then looking for upsells and well, like, you know, upsells almost sounds bad. Let's look for up, up services, you know, provide, upsell sounds like you're trying to squeeze them like up, an orange, doesn't it? Up like, service. Yeah. It's like provide more value. Like it's like, yeah. a, um, I think what happens to like different, different point, but I think on that one, it's often people feel like the would you like fries with that gives it a bad feel. But the reality is when people buy something, like you got the lawn done, you don't even know if he cleans the gutters. You don't know if he paints the fence. Like he has to let you know. He has to be like um, an e-commerce store that says, 
hey, people who get their lawn done also have their like this and this and this, you know, yeah. like an e-commerce store. Yeah. It tells you, here's some other things we have because when we're a customer, we buy the one thing we want. We, we don't, you know, like we don't know what else people provide. But, um, but yeah, that, that's a quick, uh, quick cash ones usually like let's look back, let's do a promotion. And, um, and also, again, this one makes my marketing brain very happy because you, if you then create recurring revenue from that one customer, like let's say you ran a, let's just say it was an Instagram ad, you run an Instagram ad and you get lawns that you then service 26 times a year, you know, every fortnight, that's a huge lifetime, like value. That's a big return from the customer. So you can start to spend more on Instagram ads if you're getting the right customers that, that generate repeat sales. But if you go to that job and it doesn't matter what you do, you might be a, a um, you know, a sunglasses shop, but still you've got to invite them back for the next pair six months later or whatever it is. Um, that you, you're making more money that you can spend to acquire more customers, basically, you know, Love but it. if you don't, you, you, you love, you're lucky to make a profit. And that's why most people don't make a, um, a return from their online ads. Bingo. That's, that's it. I mean, you hit the nail on the head and, and there's another thing you said in the middle there that I'd like to pull on and you use the uh, McDonald's example. Would you like fries with that? I don't believe they said that for a very long time. I think they're smart than that now. I think the core offering when you go in there is a meal. The meal is already oh, got yeah, the, package. the, yeah, yeah. the bun and the drink and chips is already packaged up. And mm. so then, of course, they can ask you, of course, do you want a coffee with that or do you want a you know, drink with that or do you want dessert with that? So, so whereas before they would ask you when you want fries with that, do you want drink with that? Well, actually, you're already being sold a meal from the get-go. So you're already upsold two times uh, you know, without <laughs> even having that in your awareness because people yeah. change that offering. Um, let me think about that in terms of, you know, uh, you know, and you've got some people like myself on here who have professional services. I was on a call with a coach the other day. I needed some support. Um, it was like a breathing coach, I think. Uh, I know it was, anyway, it was another, it doesn't matter what it was, but they were going to offer me uh, two or three sessions. Now, really, when they, if they actually dug in and understood my needs properly, they easily could have offered me a service for six months or 12 months. And I probably would have taken it because if they explained it in the right way, I might, yeah, I, I have the need. I need to embed this new habit or this change, or whatever else. But they were trying to sell me one or two sessions at a time. Now, that means every call I get on with them, if they want me to come to another time, they're going to resell me every time I resell me, mm. but they could have just positioned it in the first place. When I worked with um, a leading coaching organization on this, initially they used to sell coaching packages in three month, six month and 12 month blocks, right? You can buy three months, six months for 12 months. What do you think was the most popular? Probably the middle. Yeah. The middle six months, right? There's a, an awesome yeah, yeah. contrast frame there. Six months. Yeah. Now what they decided to do was drop the three month package and off a six-month, a 12-month, and an 18-month package, which one was the most popular? All right, it's probably 12 now. It's probably 12 moving to the middle ground, yeah. That's right, it's the middle ground. And so just by repositioning the packages as well, I mean, the average dollar sale, the first purchase increased massively. Now, here's the interesting thing. There are many people who always want the best for themselves, so they had purchased the 18-month package. And guess what? The 18-month package was a certain number of hours, and you know, in working with their coach, they would get excited. They would use that 18 months faster. They probably end up using that 18 months in more like 12 or 13 months. Then they could repurchase again. Now, uh, that client was getting completely well serviced. It was just the only shift or change there that brought more revenue and more profit was that positioning of that initial first purchase. So I guess there's a question for you there. Like, is your first offer at the right value? Can you package something else in or bundle something else in to, to really increase the value too? Mm, so good yeah yeah there's a lot of awesome insights from this uh this interview uh, and uh, i guess our listeners 
you really got to got to look at this and go, okay, how do I implement this for myself? Obviously, different industries, and this applies. Um, it doesn't matter what style of business you have, whether you're a manufacturing, whether you're a product or service or B2B or B2C, you know, sorry, business to consumer or business to business um, style sales, just to, and, you know, looking at how, how can you apply this to your own um, business because it really applies to just about any style of, style of business. You, um, you've shared a lot of awesome wisdom on this session and we've got you running a workshop an online workshop, which means the good news is for listeners, you can attend from anywhere on earth. And uh, <laughs> the, uh, the online workshop is going to be on a similar topic, like around how to stop leaking profits. And um, what's, what are you going to cover? Like what, what's the, why should someone attend this, this online workshop? Hey, well, you know, we've really just scratched the surface on some of these things today, Christo, uh, and I don't even know if I've given you the best or most exciting ideas that are going to help you uh, help you implement quickly. Um, I, as I said, in the, in the book, which everyone who comes to the event, they're going to get a copy of the book anyway. Um, you know, we'll, we'll go through all seven of these areas and provide some more specific examples and about how you can implement it yourself and give you some um, some uh, tools and techniques so that you can apply it straight away. So uh, my my ultimate vision is anyone who comes along to that call, when they hear us talk through all of the strategies, they're going to be able to um, do what I promised, which is identify an additional 100K in profit potential in their business. Awesome. Such a good like uh, outcome for everyone who attends. It's kind of like the, the promise is you'll have things you can implement that are only going to make you more profit you know it's a uh, it's a pretty good um it's pretty good and the cool thing is you have the knowledge forevermore um with this kind of session it's it's um it is on our website on basicbananas.com under the workshops page and um it's a you know or we'll put the the link also in the show notes and it's a, a for i think it's is it 27 bucks or something for the for the cost it's like a nominal fee really to basically make sure people are committed and um you know, we've got, got the right people. It's the, the amount of quality content you're going to get from this thing. Um, I, you know, suggest everyone, if you're listening in, register for that event. You'll also get the recording if you've registered. So if, you know, you, you'll, you'll listen through to it and you're like, oh, my goodness, like there's, you know, <laughs> think there's 20 things I've got to implement. Um, you got the recording, so you can play them back. You can share them with your team. If you're having someone implement, like a bit of a no-brainer, really, to um, to register for that one. And as I said, we'll put the put the link in the notes. The um, you know, any any uh, you know, any little uh, anything else you'd like to finish with here, Kevin, on the the final note. I know it's going to be an awesome session, and I'll I'll be on there to um to introduce you. But you'll be be running most of that um that session and and people if you do have questions around profit or anything you should think about to prepare is there anything like that people should think in the meantime um any good numbers to be aware of or the packages or um anything you're pretty much going to lay it all on them there and then any preparation uh, hey, look, no preparation is required other than to come along with an open mind, you know, to hear new ideas, new approaches, and be ready to implement them. I guess, you know, uh, an idea is really not worth anything unless we uh, implement it. And that's, that's really what I want to make sure we do on the call. It's not just going to be giving you theory. It's going to be giving you some specific things you can do to go in and implement straight away. Uh, and I just want to make sure that uh, whoever's listening gets, gets that return uh, on their time. If you're giving up your time, then it really needs to make sure it's going to put, uh, you know, put more, more time back in your side or more money back in your pocket. 
Awesome. Thanks so much. And, and of course, for listeners, feel free to go ahead and uh, jump on. You can register there on basicbananas.com for that, that session. And also, uh, which is titled Stop Leaking Profit It's a, as an online workshop. And also, if you have, you know, colleagues, friends, family, whoever you know would benefit from it or, you know, someone that's in business and they, uh, you know, they should be, should be basically being paid more from their business with, you know, the, from the amount of work they put in, uh, you know, they would be the perfect person to, to recommend or someone that's been running business for quite a while and, and doing well, but just feel like, you know, it's just plateaued. If it's, if it's ticking along and it's, it's time to, um, you know, improve things for sure. It almost would work for anyone, wasn't it? The next thing I was thinking is someone who wants to sell their business. You want to make it more profitable than you want to sell the thing. It's like really where, wherever you are in that, that journey, um, this would be a really beneficial session. Well, thanks so much. Hey, entirely my entirely my pleasure. Uh, completely enjoyable, and I'm ex- I'm actually excited to to be doing that session. There's so many more things that I, I can't wait to share. I feel like we. I wish we had more time to share it today. We'll, we'll yes, you know, <laughs> awesome. well, that's the session to do it on, where we can see you and you'll be able to share. It's you know screens and things. So that'll be a that'll be an amazing session. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thank you. To get more from Basic Bananas and to learn new ways to grow your business with clever marketing, visit basicbananas.com.